Hello, guys. Welcome to Hypothetical. You're joined by the Chris and Only, the famous Mr. Bantamain. Hello. Say hello, Bantamain. Yeah. And we're joined by Diesel. Say hello, Diesel. Hello. Today, we're going to be talking about conspiracy subjects, right? Yes. It's all about conspiracies. This is, this is episode six, I think. Episode six. Episode six. Is it? Already into yes. conspiracies. <laughs> okay. Yes. So um, this is actually my favorite subject, really. At school, GCSE, this is what I learned about. I'm right? really not surprised. I can't lie. I'm <laughs> <laughs> ready for this. We're gonna anything anything goes apart from you know, right? Who's gonna lead the first conspiracy? Who's I got would, an idea? I would like to lead with what the what the F happened to me last night. Oh my god. Oh yes, okay, here right. we go. Okay, we're gonna get a lot of context here. But last night I woke up to this sort of sound going and I was like, oh, am I going mad? Is that in my head? And I was laying there in bed. And I was like, no, that's definitely outside. And so eventually I got out of bed because it was going on for like 10 minutes. And I got out of bed and I looked outside. And there, sitting on my neighbor's roof, was this big black shape. And it was about, uh, judging by the size, it was about up at least up to my knee and at most up to my mid-thigh. So about like two foot tall. And it was completely black. Like the grass behind it looked, you know, or the, the sky behind it was brighter than it was. So it was completely black. And it was sitting there, and I'll put a video on the on the podcast here of it going, <laughs> and I was shit scared. So I contacted both of these guys, and I was like, yeah, yeah, because he sent us a bloody Snapchat at like God knows the hours. Yeah, it was, I was coming home from town at like, what, half twelve. And I, I keep, I'm driving home and I've got my phone on my dashboard playing music. And I keep getting, I keep seeing notifications come through on Snapchat. And I'm like, he keeps sending them. I'm, I haven't replied to him. Why does he keep sending them? <laughs> so by the time I get home, I have like five voice notes and like seven videos. <laughs> I'll play some of the voice notes for the podcast. A profanity warning before this starts. I could not be bothered to censor it. <laughs> Um, but the last video was where I finally plucked up the courage to film it because it was too dark. I had to turn my flashlight on and I thought I might be able to get a, like a good footage of it. And I opened the window and I stuck my torch out and it fucking, it was, I, I saw these two white dots and I was like, what the f I couldn't work out what they were. And then I realized it's turned its head 180 degrees and it's staring straight at me. Okay, I'm turning my camera on. I'm going to look at it. It's looking right the fuck back at me. <laughs> Bro, I slammed that window. I was back under the covers. I was like, ah! Ah! Skinwalker. I thought it was going to tear off my skin and wear it and pretend to be me. Legitimately, what was that thing? Bruh. I can't even describe. Well, yeah, I, I mean, that part of the country. What well, it's ja Jaguar? Is it the famous Jaguar or panther? There was a panther like that. that escaped yeah. from a zoo. There's two famous panthers in the UK. Actually, it's called the Beast of Cumbria and the Beast of Dartmoor. Oh, I've so, heard of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. there's like this big conspiracy theory that they're all connected, and there's actually like a, a panther native, and it's like so hidden. That no one can find it. Fucking and hell. like the sightings that like, keep going until 2022. Well, actually, here's a conspiracy theory. 
Wallabies are all over the UK now. Yeah. Pre-COVID, there was no wallabies. And then suddenly, there's been this explosion of population, and like, mainly around Coventry, there are wallabies just jumping across highways and stuff. And apparently, the theory is, the conspiracy theory, the, spe- the theory is, is that these wallabies escaped from a private collector and went and lived in a forest. And then HS2, High Speed Rail 2, where they've put their new railway line in through the forest, has disturbed their habitat. And now they're spread out all the way around the country. That's kind of cool. And we have native know. wallabies now. Yeah. Didn't we used to? I don't know if we used but, to. They're not native. I mean, they're absolutely not native. But, no. Uh, but yeah, I found a I found the audio of the creature. Can you fucking hear it? That's not a fox. I'll tell you that now. I I, I... Oh wait, play it again. What does it sound like? It sounds like it's, the oh meme. It sounds like a deer barking. Is what it sounds like. A deer. Yeah. I was, um, last summer actually, I was going on a walk and I just suddenly, I turn around the corner and there's a deer that was literally like 10 meters ahead of me. And I, I obviously scare it because deer are fucking terrified of anything. Yeah. But it started barking and it sounds exactly like that. See, so, it makes sense until it was on top of a roof. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. It's, it sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> so it could be that. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it could be. Um I might yeah, it's a skinwalker, I think. Mm. I think it could be an owl. <laughs> I think it, it could have been an owl. I don't know if owls have reflective eyes, but I think that would make sense because it turned its head like all the way around and looked at me. I was like, whoa. What conspiracy theories do you guys like? <laughs> okay, I've got one. Um so Mike Main conspiracy theory, I believe. I don't know if it's really conspiracy, but I believe that the ancient Egyptians and Romans are much, much, much more developed, or were much, much more developed mm. than people take credit for. Yes, because these guys, these guys had no technology, and yet they managed to like map out the stars and figure out how big the Earth was by like the rotation and the length of the. The days and the angle of the moon and all this stuff. Like, how do you do that without I, any? Fun- I actually agree. Um, there's been this recent archaeological discovery uh, where let me fact check this for myself. So they've recently discovered this mill, a Roman mill. It's co- it's in Barbago, and it's a water mill that is like ten tiers of mills for mass refining grain. And so there's a big theory that the Romans were literally a few years away from complete industrialization. Mm. You know, they were so close to being an industrial power, and this was like 2,000 years before we could achieve anything similar. Well, people forget the amount of forgotten knowledge during that time as well. Yeah. It took centuries to actually gain the knowledge back, if we ever did. Yeah, I mean, the the the, the Roman collapse was the biggest collapse. It's why we call the Dark Ages the Dark Ages, because after that, there was no writing left. Mm. Um, and the Romans themselves were, you know, a bit tyrannical, but they engineered a great deal of things that just had never been seen before, and they they wrote yeah. a great deal. I mean, they they account for I, I don't know the statistic, but a lot of the of the world's uh, knowledge. I mean, Roman concrete is something that we have yet to rediscover. 
for some reason, Roman concrete is a thousand times more durable than modern concrete. It's it's still standing to this day, and we don't know what it's made of. We think it's volcanic ash, but for them to have the quantity of volcanic ash they needed to make all their structures out of this concrete is just unfathomable. Mm. I mean, yeah, the Egyptian advancement actually ties into uh, flat earth theory. Yeah, and also, um, quickly as well, the whole thing about the pyramids, right? Mm. Oh, we can get into what, that. <laughs> what does everyone think about the pyramids? Because I, I, I know the, the, the rocks that they use are like 90 tons each, but you, know, you can do some pretty impressive things with engineering. I'm not convinced that the alien solution is <laughs> more likely than the they were just very, very smart engineers solution. Well, uh, if you didn't Depends catch... Thought, so. Yeah, if you didn't catch last week's episode, we came to the conclusion that there are no aliens. So uh, go watch that if you want that answer. <laughs> My theory with the, um, with the pyramids, how they were built, is quite simply a lot of slaves. Like a lot yeah. of slaves. Yeah, it doesn't no, matter I... how much that weighs. If you have enough slaves, they can pull it, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you on that. But Yeah, what do you think, Chris? Oh, good lord! You like uh, pyramids? That's Pandora's box, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure like the 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 mainstream view is they're about 4,500 years old, right? I think, but that's like limited amount of carbon dating. Um, but there's plenty, like a plethora of evidence to suggest the Egyptians didn't even build them, and they actually inherited them. And uh, it's the Sphinx, isn't it? The, the cats the, built it. The cats. Yeah, the cats. Oh, yeah, they look. Yeah, you're right. They love the little cats, didn't they? Like yeah, mummified yeah, them. And the everything. pyramids are approximately from 3000 BC, so about 5000 years old. Yeah, something like that. But um, the Sphinx is a good example. Um, it was built twice, but only partially. So if you look at the base, it's not in proportion to the head. Mm. Um, and mm. they think the he the head's actually a lot younger, and the base is a lot mm. older. They don't know how how much older, but a lot. And um, again, there's always the way, how the hell did they actually build the pyramids? They, and they never... what's this thing about as well, how all the sphinxes have their noses like removed? Yeah. I think that's just sand abrasion. I don't think I don't think that's anything significant. Yeah, because it's I like mean, an appendage. I'm reading it? this here. It says the sphinx is 4,500 years old mm. uh, based off of its composition. But then like that still puts it older than the pyramids, which is... Uh, fine, but then I'll see if I can find what you're trying to... Okay, so it says the Sphinx is, sorry, younger than the pyramids. Um, mm. About 2,600 years old. Um, and I see what you mean about it being like different layers, but I'm not I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. I, I, like, I see the proportional difference, mm. and I guess it would make sense if the head was like a re-carving of the original. Yeah. It's Graham Hancock, isn't it? That's the guy. He's the lead researcher in this. He's the guy who's sort of like being barred out on mainstream. Hi, everyone. Sorry for the interruption. I didn't know this at the time, but Graham Hancock is actually classed as a pseudo-archaeologist. He gives out these wild statements with very little to no evidence or substance to his theories. So although I wouldn't normally include this because I'd like to keep the podcast factually correct, since the topic of today is conspiracy theories, I feel like it's appropriate to keep it in. But do keep in mind to fact-check everything you hear online. But they did a whole Netflix show called Ancient Apocalypse. And according to Hancock... He's talking about there was a global civilization that existed um, pre-Ice Age. 
to what his his theory is that we are a species of an amnesia because the I say because most cities are on the coast. That's even that's even today. Most yeah, yeah. big cities are all connected to the coast. Hmm. And say if there was a change in you know sea level, that'd be the first things to go. Mm. So he he proposes that this ancient global civilization was so advanced, like the Romans, like we speak of, that after they were wiped out by the Ice Age, literally the, the oceans pummeled their cities to the ground, like gone. And like um, it sent, sent us back like thousands of years. Yeah. I mean, well, this, this segues us into Atlanta. Atlantis. Not yeah. You know, yeah. Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia, but Atlantis, sorry. Not yeah. Atlanta. <laughs> Atlanta. Um, I was just about to say, um, have you seen that city off the coast of Japan? Um, off the coast? That's, com- that's complete. No, it's completely submerged. They found this city under Japan. Yeah. Wait, what? Uh, no, I have not seen that. Okay, I think I'm getting my facts confused. Um, there is this big pyramid under Japan, like this big structure of stone that doesn't make geological sense. And it looks yeah. like it's man made. Yeah. That's funny, because that's really. Have you ever heard of Bahamini Road? No. No. So, so this is a it's a formation. It's a limestone formation off the coast of the Bahamas. And okay. um it looks like a literal road, like a Roman road. You could look some pic you could maybe put some on the podcast. And it's very, oh, very controversial. Yeah. This thing is old. Like it's it's supposed to be predating nomadic culture. Wow. That's that's how old this thing is. Oh. Yeah, I guess it's yeah. it. completely submerged. And they think this was part of an island chain that connected maybe Florida to like the Bahamas, out part of an oh, ancient yeah, civilization. Yeah. yeah, they've got like a little map here where they think yeah. it connected. Yeah, and um, a lot of archaeologists know say it doesn't exist. So the the mainstream theory right now is that that road is not real and that it's purely natural. Anyone with eyes could see that's not natural. <laughs> It, uh, there's a lot of weird uh, like archaeological structures out there. Mm. Archaeological? archaeological? No, no, you mean ge- yeah, ge- ge- geological. geological yeah. structures. I mean, Giant's Causeway, for example. Exactly. That, yeah. That, that that pyramid under Japan. Yeah, um, but you can replicate that. You can replicate mm. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find the city. It, I think it's near the Middle East, actually. It's all very interesting. Like, it's just the fact that we don't we know so we think we know a lot about what happened, but in reality, we only know what we can perceive and what humans wrote about um i mean for example we believed um david of the bible david to be fictional we believed him to scientists archaeologists archaeologists believe him to be a fictional king until recently very recently they discovered a tablet which is writing about king david from the enemy's perspective and the mm. enemy are writing about this, you know, heretical King David. And then everyone's like, oh shit, he was real. And it's all these things where it's like, uh, unless there's actual records of it, you're just never going to know what happened. No. Um, so I'm looking mm. at this. So the city I found is called, I can't pronounce that. Her- That's cool. Eh? Heraleson? Heraleson? Heraleicon? In Egypt? Heraklion. Is that it? Heraklion. Yeah, there we go. Wait, that, that makes sense. So yeah, it's in the Nile Delta. Um, and it's a completely submerged uh, city. And, you know, it's just things like that. I mean, have you heard of uh, Doggerland? Yes. I think so, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so Doggerland is... It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a piece of land that connected England, or rather the UK, to mainland Europe. And as sea level rose, it got buried. 
But the when first they... stage of Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Get rid of Doggerland. Yes. Cut us off from those filthy French. Um, and the, they, if you, if uh, they go down and investigate um, Dogger, like the Dogger Bank is what they call it. Uh, they awesome. find all of these timber foundations of old like buildings and huts that used to be down there. Mm. And this is in post Ice Age period, like when European travelers could travel from Europe. To, to the UK. Yeah, because yeah, the English Channel is not that deep comparatively no. to... No. Um, this wasn't just the English Channel. This was like... North sea the well. Oh, the North Sea as well, yeah. No, yeah, it was, it was like... Sea. It was a good part of the North Sea, yeah. Okay. I have a conspiracy theory related okay. to this topic. It was one of my first videos on YouTube, if not my first video on YouTube, uh, talking about how the city of Troy is actually in Cambridgeshire. Right. So the right. Greek city of Troy that Plato wrote about, right, that was stormed, uh, there's this pseudo-archaeology uh, book published. Okay, so it's a book called Troy, Where Troy Once Stood. Completely unsubstantiated, but it documents the fact that this guy, like, likens the produce of Troy mainly being, like, bronze and pottery to be very similar to a city which once resided on the Gogmagog Hills in Cambridge, which are the tallest point in Cambridge. And he and because sea levels and most of Cambridgeshire being irrigated from the sea, it used to be under under the under the under the sea. Um, he thinks that the the, the, the the hills would have stood on the coast at one point, making Troy in Cambridge this coastal city that exported pottery and copper and um, and, and tin and Cambridge is very famous for tin, and, and the mm. Bronze Age peoples used to mine tin in that area. And so he theorizes that this, you know, the Greek War of Troy was actually some uh, Bronze Age dudes just fighting over tin. And I so just then... think it's really interesting. And he likens the Gates of Gallipoli, I think it's what it's called, I might really need to retrack that, um, to being St. Michael's Mount, the gap between St. Michael's Mount and the mainland uh, down south. And St. Michael's Mount was also a very significant place for trading with the Mediterranean. And it even has uh, evidence around there of these uh, gems that come from the Mediterranean. And so the Mediterranean had a lot of interaction with uh, England in the Bronze Age. And that's, that's what he theorizes. I think it's very interesting. Okay. Probably entirely wrong. So, so, yeah, so they think that they thought a, a city was that they thought was in Greece was in fact hundreds of miles away and was in fact in the yeah. UK. Yeah, they think it how, travelled through the traders. They... The story travelled through the traders. How? Oh. Yeah. So the story of this, I see. Yeah, and they think the story travelled to Plato and Plato recorded it and referenced right. places in Greece. I, it's completely unsubstantiated. No fact, mm. no, like no evidence Wait. for it at all. But I think it's really interesting. But England literally didn't exist. Sorry, I've been saying Plato. It was Homer. Sorry, the Iliad by Homer. Sorry. Go. Not, not. It was by Homer, not Plato. But England literally didn't exist, and the cities of England didn't exist as we know them today. Well, England did exist. Not. It's it didn't. Still here. It didn't just like float off no. somewhere. London wasn't even real. Like it, it didn't no. exist. At the... London is not real. No, but. <laughs> But the, the the places still existed. It's not like they think... sprouted. It's not like someone built Cambridge here. How old is Cambridge? It's not Cambridge. It's Cambridgeshire. Cambridgeshire. How old county? Is Cambridgeshire? It's all about the county. How old is the county? And itself? the Gog Magog Hills didn't just sprout out of the ground. They were always there. 
Because isn't it to do with um, the wars against the Trojans? Yeah, and he, it, it, his theory is that the Trojans were these Bronze Age miners that had a war over tin. So somehow it was misconstrued that it was it was first. not misconstrued. It was like he thinks it was a story told by uh, the Bronze Age settlers of Britain that then, with the Mediterranean trade, got passed to Greece, and then Homer recorded it in the Iliad and referenced places in Greece oh. instead to make it more you know to make it for his audience that he was performing the plays to. I read some of that. The people of England they had basically no contact about the outside the island. That was no. It's been disproved. Like we have Mediterranean beads and trade and stuff. And as mm. you say, the sea peoples they were all around here. Um, well, I didn't know that. The have you ever heard of the Isles of Scilly? Yeah. So, so I, off the tip of Land's End, it's te- yeah. It's like fifty miles off. There's it's um, island. As subtropical because the climate's that warm there. Yeah. Yeah, because it's influenced by the Gulf Stream. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that used to be bigger. And the Romans built settlements there, and yeah. they say that's where like a lot of the original uh, Roman settlements like were in England, and they right. have all sorts of strange structures there. Because the thing about the uh, Isles of Scilly, the um, in between the islands, there's there's hundreds of islands. Only like five of them are like actually substantial enough yeah. to like be considered like it's an archipelago, big, big islands, but the water in between them. Is really really shallow. Yeah. To the yeah. point where the there is um, there is a map that I think my um, parents last time we went they bought a copy of as like a souvenir. But there's a map of all recorded shipwrecks in the history of the Isles of Scilly, um, and there's about a hundred or so wow. in like between the I think eighteen to nineteen hundreds in that period. Mm. I think. Mm. Um, so- so my point was that the Romans built there and lived there, so it was it was mm. a lot bigger back then. So the amount of stuff that's hidden by the oceans is insane. Yeah, it's actually insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean hist- I mean history is in all sorts. Like you can get so into that with just conspiracy theories alone. Like mm. obviously history is so unknown, it's very easy to make conspiracy theories about. But what about like big things like flat Earth? Yeah. What do we think? Is the Earth flat? If you think the Earth is flat, you're yeah, unsubscribe yeah, you're, from, you're chat, a freaking, from this podcast. You're a freaking like, duty head. Yeah, stop listening to this podcast if you think the earth so, is flat. We all know it's donut-shaped. Yeah. I would say, is is my conspiracy, right? And this is mainly conjecture, right? So right. I don't have much to prove this. But there's a few studies. So genetics, as we know it, is, is being wrong. Right? So genetics is the four nucleotide Sorry, bases. before you get started on this, I just want to okay. say, um, the earth was... Uh, the the there is a the myth that people believe the earth to be flat is a myth as long as humans have been around or at least since ancient greece and ancient egypt we've known it was round and that is because ancient egypt and ancient greece both did experiments putting a pole in the ground in one place and putting a pole in the ground in another and at noon of of the same day two people would record the length of the shadow and then when they conferred their estimates, it meant that the lengths were two different lengths of shadow, which means the sun is in a different position at noon to each person, indicating mm. that the Earth is round. And that is how we calculated the um, circumference of the Earth as early as 4000 BC. So all of human history, we've known it to be round. This idea that it's flat is purely a 20th century thing. 
Isn't that strange? Mm. Someone went backwards. Yeah. Also, see, the thing about the flat earth theory is, oh, the government are trying to keep it a secret. Fucking why? <laughs> Get in a hot point? air balloon and go fucking look at it, you know what I mean? What's the point? Strap yourself yeah. to a weather balloon. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so the, the way we, we see DNA, it's evolving over time. And it's, uh, so there's something we, we saw as useless DNA, which is like 80 to 90% of, the, of, of, our, of our genetic structure. And science f- forever basically be saying this is useless. This is what, like, evolutionary speaking, we've accumulated over, like, evolutionary processes when we were last a prehistoric creature. And it's just junk. It's called junk DNA. Okay. O- over time, this, is, this has been proven to be wrong. And a lot of this DNA is useful for proteins. Um, I think they oh. call them in- introns. Like, if you don't have it, you can't make these certain proteins. So, they, um, so what they thought, it was like a ladder that supported the top important runs. Yeah, so they thought the top 10% of the DNA is all you needed, yeah. and everything else you didn't need. Yeah. But they've discovered that's not true. You literally need all of this quote-unquote junk DNA. So mm. what I'm saying is, if we're only just discovering that, what's to say? Like, our experiences, our um, interpretations of the world around us isn't passed on to the next generation. So all these experiences you're having right now, you have kids, your DNA is then passed, your haploid process, to, to the child right both parents and what's to say the stories are not subconsciously implanted in the children and that's actually mm-hmm. what evolution is like on a on a on a mental level and the reason i say that is because throughout civilization there's always the same myths mm. always the same myths that keep coming up so the flood in every civilization there's a flood story always a flood origin mm. and for most of human history it's been verbal right we're taught that writing is relatively new um, so to speak. So what, I, what I'm saying is maybe the interpretations we have and the experiences we have is actually passed on in DNA. Maybe it's junk DNA. Mm. That's well, the my, way that's I understand my memory works, and I'm not a scientist, um, but memory is something that gets in, ingrained into your brain, you know, from from your start as a child. Um, like the reason that like you can't clone a person is because although you can clone their entire DNA, their brain and their experiences are recorded onto the brain alone. And we can't replicate memories. Yeah. So I don't believe that anything you experience will write into your DNA other than physical stimuli. I've got but, um, I've got a controversial conspiracy theory. Go on. If we're ready to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my, my theory is... Stacy's mom did, in fact, not have it going on. <laughs> Damn, son, that's too controversial for me. So, and I'm I'm willing to back this up. Like, it's not just a joke. Right. Okay. Come so, on. the reason being, right? So, Fountains of Wayne, the the band that yeah. did Stacy's mom. Okay. Um, Adam Schlesinger, God rest his soul. Um, at, as um. As of the release in 2003 of Stacy's Mom, he was 36. Um, and in the music video, it depicts a child. Right. Um, between the ages of like six to like, you know, teenage years, like 14, 18, whatever. So, if, say, for argument's sake, um, they're in the same year group. He's so Stacy. Um, at the time of writing, was also 36. And say her mom is 18 years old. It's pretty yeah. pr- pretty small, but this is for argument's sake. 
that that would make Stacy's mom uh, fifty-four, right? Okay. Fast forward twenty years. Stacy's mom is now seventy-four. There's no way that Stacy's mom has it going on. Also, right, the fact that the music video depicts children of different ages. I presume that they want this this child that they're following the story to be an sort of an embodiment of Adam Schlesinger. Um, I believe that Stacy's mom was in fact a horny incantation of. 6 to 18 year old Adam Schlesinger's imagination and was in fact entirely mid thank you well I mean in the words of um, Sigmund Freud Stacey's mum was in fact a representation of his own mother (laughs) who wanted to have (laughs) sex with Sigmund Freud here's a controversial opinion Sigmund Freud didn't know shit and he made shit up just to project his own fantasies onto other people Yes, Bro really I, said every man really finds a partner that looks like his own mother. Right. And he yeah, also how, said... How am I supposed to find a male partner that looks like my mom? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And like he said that if you have a foot fetish, you're, you're inherently gay because the, to- the toes remind you of penises. Is that what he said? That's what he said, bro. Trust me, I read it. What? I didn't. I wrote it down and then I read it. And then that was, that's my source, me. No way. I um, know that. <laughs> I have a big rant about a conspiracy theory, but I won't say it right now. Okay. Uh, I, I've got another one. We I think can it discuss. could be a good one to end the podcast on because it's yeah. a massive rant on, and I've been holding it back for a long time. Mm, right. I've just come up with another conspiracy theory. Right. And this is this is probably quite controversial. Right. Okay. However, my theory is that the creators of FNAF. Whoever the hell they are, um, Scott actually have no clue what they're doing law wise, and they're just going off of the internet right. to keep their franchise going. Bro, for real, I've said this for ages. Like the the creator himself, I think he had a plan for like the first three games, and then he said like that's it, that's that's the yeah. story is concluded, and then he made more games, and then he yeah. said no, that's it, the story's concluded, and then he made more games, and then there was a legitimate conclusion. I firmly believe I've never played FNAF, and then I, more came out. I I don't care about FNAF. I've never, I've never played a FNAF, FNAF game, content, but I love the lore. But I I firmly believe that after the initial like couple of games, he was like, I have no idea how to continue this story. I'm just gonna use what the internet have theorized to be true and base it off of that. Yeah, and I think so. Pretend Probably. that I came up with it. Yeah. Yeah, I-, I love all these people wasting their lives making these timelines for a-, for a game where it's like, bro, you don't even know if like any of this is actually what the creator had in mind because the creator isn't even part of it anymore. He stepped aside. And it's just sort of like, okay, no one actually knows what's going on with this franchise. They're making a movie and everything. Are they actually? Yeah. No. Yeah, they're making a movie. It looks pretty That's cool, amazing. actually. I'd probably watch that. Yeah, I would watch that. Have you yeah. seen the new uh, Blood and Honey film about Winnie the Pooh killing people? No, that's an no, official. That the, that's um, official Winnie the Pooh canon. Is that? Is it? I what? thought it was just because it was public domain now. Yeah, it is. But I think it's still part of the canon for me. There is a big conspiracy that I like that humanity is getting dumber, right? Okay. Um, and it's a consequence. Now, I don't know. For, to me, this sounds kind of 
um, eugenic-y. I don't like it as as a concept. I like it as a concept. I don't like it the way it's been described. I think it's it sounds like a eugenics thing, and I'm not into eugenics, believe it or not. Um, surprise those people who don't know what eugenics is. Oh, that's like um, a like. It's like um, how would you describe it? <laughs> sort of improvement through planned breeding and DNA. Um, yeah, for for instance, and this is not. This is fact. This isn't like a controversial opinion. Uh, abortion centers were originally set up in the U.S. as a form of controlling the black population, encouraging you know minority yeah. people to have abortions. That is a yeah. form of eugenics. It was also it happened a lot in 1940. You know, people were some people weren't allowed to have children. Um, that's what eugenics is. So, mm. higher IQ families um, in like a first world where. I'm turning. I'm, this is actually really eugenicy, right? So, okay, so right. I'll factually, restart. factually, in higher, um, in more developed countries, higher intelligence families and couples have less children than lower intelligence families, families and couples. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say yeah. without sounding like a eugenicist. So yeah, so the the, the idea is like, uh, on average, higher IQ couples will have about 1.5 children, whereas lower IQ couples will have three to five children. Um, and by that, you know, reasoning, uh, people believe that the uh, global IQ is declining because, like, the population is expanding and the average IQ is decreasing because there's more people of lower IQ in the population. And IQ is something that's inherited. Well, it's speculatory, but I can see it being inherited. I... <laughs> I don't know. It might not be. I don't... It, it's something I'm really conflicted about because I haven't given it a lot of thought. But, like, at the same time, I don't believe that IQ has ever grown. I believe that people are always the same amount of intelligence. It's just we have the bigger... We have more capacity to learn. And I believe that capacity to learn is inherited. Right. Like, I believe that if... I believe that people's brains are built to function differently in the system. And the system of schooling favours people of intellect that is more bound to the 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 the, the theory side whereas the the practical side whereas people might learn in different ways is not encouraged inside the schooling system and i think that perpetuates this idea of iq i don't think iq exists as a, as a property i don't think it actually is a thing i think it's just yeah. where the way we calculate human intelligence yeah. is wrong well it's sort of a, a characteristic so when people say traditional yeah. intelligence yeah so when people say the global iq is declining i don't believe that i believe that the the global capacity to learn is decreasing because there's more people with an ex with with different learning needs mm. well the problem with, with that is it's sort of been disproven and how so because uh, in America they love all their race painting and all that, don't they? Like uh, the, oh, the, one it. one of the BLM things was like uh, Afro Americans. Um, you know, they're, they're told that they're not as intellectual and that the poorer communities are basically, you know, not as academically gifted. Right. And the the argument was that that's genetic. Mm. They found that if you gave them enough of a chance, they would hundred percent. They would average out or maybe even slightly above average academically uh, on par with the Asian and white communities in the same universities. So I would probably say I don't know about that. Yeah, as I said, I think it's capacity to learn rather than IQ. I, I think IQ is a made-up 
bullshit term which defines people based off of some yeah. predefined yeah. requisites. Yeah. I think I think schooling success is largely cultural. Yes. Because I agree with you. Yeah. The whole thing of Asian yeah. students is, you know, they are forced to be hardworking. Um whereas it's it's sort of a stereotype, but it's sort of true. Mm. Um and it doesn't have to be that way. But... Mm. I also think like m- myself with uh, like uh, learning difficulties I was never really, I don't think I was really uh, attended for in school properly. I don't think people really paid me enough attention to like to increase my learning. So I didn't really do very well academically. But it doesn't mean I'm not intelligent. You know? So if I took an IQ test, I think I would score a lot lower than average. But there are some things that someone with a higher IQ could never do. For instance, I know every lyric to every ep- epic rap battles of history up until season five. <laughs> That's very impressive. In fact, I don't know anyone else that has that skill. So, you know, I'm just saying... 100 IQ right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, what other conspiracy? Well, birds. Oh. Are birds real? Birds are not real. They are government spies. Are they? You know what? Have you ever talked Have to you a ever seen a baby pigeon? I have never seen a baby pigeon. You ever... Yeah. I, I read some. You read what? Weird some. I, I had some trees removed oh, in the garden right. last summer. Right. And I had to, uh, the nest fell out. Actually, I shouldn't say this. This is illegal. Uh, <laughs> Alexa, stop listening. Shit. Uh, no, but I had to hand read them for a bit in the nest. And uh, yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah. I got videos of it. Actually. So you. Wow. Okay. You should have crushed them with your hands. All right. Well, Chris just single handedly debunked the entire <laughs> government replace wow. of birds with spy drones theory. I was really on board with that. I thought they all went to recharge on power cables and everything. I've got one. Yeah. Right. That. The producers and like marketers and editors or whatever of Morbius oh. saw how bad the film was doing <laughs> and they planted the original memes about Morbius to try and get some attention online you know what? to help save their film. Probably. Do you know what? Yeah. It's not unlikely because remember the Minions thing where everyone was going to see the Minions in suits yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and theatres had to ban people wearing suits. Yeah, and they and some theaters were completely sold out, and it like broke some box office records because of this internet sensation. Mm. I fully believe that marketing has a greater power over our lives than we even realize. Mm. I agree. Yeah, something like TikTok can be so easily manipulated into furthering a rhetoric. I mean, Facebook got done for that because they were intentionally pushing out political uh, posts during the twenty twenty elections in America of one party rather than the other. Mm. And so by that means they were influencing people's vote they were influencing voters. And I fully believe that the TikTok in itself influences people based on what it recommends. I, I believe that this marketing idea goes very, very deep with advertisers and so how do mm. advertisers have such control over everything? You know? Mm. I agree. I would talk about Australian money laundering, but I'd get my house firebombed, so I'm not going to. <laughs> um, check out. Uh, yeah, that's not even a conspiracy, yeah. though. No, that's not a conspiracy. That's just fact. We yeah. can't talk about that. Are we ready for my mega rent? Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, wait, hang on. Sorry. I have one more. If you have any more, get them out. Yeah, I, I have one final one, right? Okay. Um, I presume you guys will both know about this, but the Eye of Sahara. Oh, yeah. that's what I was meant to talk about. Atlantis. 
We brought this up, didn't we, last last yeah. podcast? Yeah. And we said we were going to talk about it. And ghosts! Yeah, Shit, we need to talk about ghosts! Oh, yeah. Okay, we got two that's more. True. All right. Okay, okay so okay. the Eye of Sahara, right? I yep. don't really know much about it, but I presume you guys would. What the hell's going on there? Oh, I know a lot. I watch all the little YouTube conspiracy videos on it. <laughs> wow. Chris, what do you know? You're a big expert. You- you probably know more about it than really? me. I, 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 no, no, no. I only learned about that this year, maybe last month. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Atlantis, all right? Lost City, you know? Is it underwater? That's what people think. They think it's like a, a, a country uh, that... that who, who wrote about it? Was it, Pla- was it Homer or was it Plato? No, it was Plato. Frankly. Was it Plato? Okay. I'm pretty sure it was Plato. Did you know yeah. there is more evidence to say that Jesus existed than there is to say Plato existed? I told you this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah. So anyway, Plato wrote about Atlantis. It's an underworld, you know, it, it's a lost city because it was documented in, in plays and, and uh, Greek uh, scriptures. Scriptures? In scriptures. Greek scripts. <laughs> and they, 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 you know, they documented a lot about Atlantis. And even some Roman maps point to Atlantis being in North Africa. So, with the age of global satellite surveillance, people have gone to Google Maps uh, or Google Earth, and they have found this massive circular structure that is in separate rings. I think it's seven concentric rings that go inwards. It looks like an asteroid impact crater, except when people have gone there and they've examined the site, there is no evidence of an asteroid impact. And these rings vaguely match I'm going to say vaguely these people online say it absolutely categorically matches it vaguely matches the description of Atlantis where it was five land rings separated by internal rings of water and then it was surrounded by water now if you look at the geology of North Africa especially in this uh, area around the eye of, eye of the Sahara there is evidence to say that water used to be on it and it got rapidly dragged off the coast due to erosion patterns so people theorize that Atlantis, Atlantis didn't sink. Atlantis actually rose with tectonic plates out of the water at a rapid mm. rate. It drained the ocean from around Atlantis. They lost all their trade and subsequently collapsed, and the city was eroded by desert sands. Okay, so firstly, the thing about tectonics. Are there um, converging plates around that area? Because you can only have that case of it rising from the sea rather than sinking is if you had it on one plate which was rising above um or so you could have two converging ones where they both sort of go up and push into each other upwards Mm. or you could have one that goes underneath the other but it would only work if atlantis was on the one that goes above the other Mm. so i think their specific theory is that something that happens and it's sketchy at best is it something that happens on one side of the planet affects the other side of the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like and in El Nino. I think their El argument, Nino. because I haven't watched their video, I don't know, there's loads of them out there, is that a part of the planet on the opposite side sank and the other part rose. And they and they give evidence to say that on the other side of the planet, this bit sank and this bit rose. And Africa yeah. rose up. And they believe that all this water was then dragged off of the uh, area around uh, the Isle of Sahara. Mm. To me, it just looks like typical erosion of a, you know, 
million-year-old volcano that sunk into the ground, and the concentric rings are just different build-ups of sedimentary and igneous rocks. That's just yep. what it looks like to me. You know, I got an A in geography, so I can say these things. <laughs> well, uh, there's there's also something else you have to consider. Uh, so, well, the Sahara was green not so long ago. Yes, that's a really good conspiracy. Yeah, well, it's and not people, conspiracy. It, it, this isn't a conspiracy. This is a this is the truth. Yeah, um, so, the Sahara uh, is a lot younger than we think it is. Oh yeah, for sure. And also, people forget this: the Sahara is less explored than places of Ant Antarctica. Yes, I mean so. Yeah. Yeah, just to say how unexplored it is, they are Lawrence of Arabia started an archaeological search that's still going on today to find the city of Sheba, which is mentioned in the Quran and the Queen of Sheba in the Bible. How do you guys know about all these Bro, I watch so and... much YouTube. I'm perpetually online. A lot of it for me is biblical, so I don't like yeah. to just hear stuff. I like to know the facts behind it and the historical context. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like this I have the horror it, it, it's it I can buy into it being at like I mean I've just sent you some pictures of people like comparing the two. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. Do I believe it? No. I don't believe what? I don't believe Atlantis ever existed. I believe it is just a story told of another city that looks similar. Yeah, well, I was I, gonna I, say because I um yeah, sorry. I I I was discussing all this with you guys just now, thinking wait, is is Atlantis actually like did it even actually exist? Like I <laughs> Yeah. I it, <laughs> All we have are human records. Yeah. Human records are not the best. Um, but this is a geolo People say it's a geological record. And I'm like, okay, say it is. Why, why would people go to the effort of digging this ground out and, and forming this city in this circular way? City, that's not how cities form. Cities form because there's resources and people gather there and they build off of each other's work. They don't go out there and go, okay, we're going to dig seven moats, and then we're going to build on top of the ones that are above the ground, and the ones below, we're going to let them fill with, like, seawater. People don't do that. I don't know. It just doesn't well, why did they, they, only do it in, they only do it in Saudi Arabia where they're trying to... Yeah, yeah, where, they, where, can they, where yeah. they have the money and the slaves no, to get Have you seen it. the thing that they're trying to do in Saudi Arabia? Or, the long city. Or maybe it's not Saudi Arabia, maybe it's Dubai. The, um... In the, I think it might Ski be slopes. Dubai actually. The um, shut up, let me. Um, the they're trying to make islands of the world map. Oh yeah, yeah. Is oh, that Dubai? Yeah. So they it's... made yeah. <laughs> None the of world, it's finished. <laughs> the world islands went horrifically wrong, and it I is. don't want to talk about it. Oh yeah, no, it was Dubai. Yeah, yeah. So Dubai made the world islands, and there wasn't enough circulation to keep the water from turning stagnant. So now the world islands are just a smelly cesspool that no one likes. Yeah, and they've also, given up. Yeah. Also, the world's running out of silica, so you know that's true. That is true. Yeah, yeah. you can't you won't have a sand that's for it. Sahara thing, Segway. Um, really interesting. They thought the Sahara was fourteen to 16,000 years old, but recent studies show that it could have been green as recent as 4,000 years 4, ago. 4,000 to 5,000 Which is really years significant. Well, that means ancient Egypt lived in a green environment. Well, th this is what I'm saying. So the way you should see history in a way is the Middle East was Europe, and the North African plain was Europe, and Europe itself was this horrible barren wasteland that barbarians lived and picked each other's bones at. We have to move on to the next topic. Um, yeah, go, ghosts. Go what do we think? Do ghosts exist? I would uh, I would argue there's something something we can't explain, but I wouldn't I couldn't define it as ghosts. I don't believe in ghosts necessarily. Okay. Yeah. You diesel? Um yeah, I think there's something I think there's something else. 
Yeah. Do you um, think it's life after death? Do you think it's people coming back from the dead? I I wouldn't be confident enough to say categorically no. Um, I think there's uh, obviously there's enough like architectured and um, elaborated, uh, sorry, exaggerated stories of ghosts um, online and like on TV and everything. But there are also enough credible ones that I think there is, there, there, surely there is something. Yeah. I, I like to follow the science as best I can. And I know that right now there's enough evidence to suggest there's something. And what the, with science, you have to look at corroboration. So things have to be, one, replicated, and two, you have to have the right machinery to, to replicate it. And every quote-unquote haunted location, like they talk about genuine hauntings, have the same scientific readings. That's high EMF. That's uh, the apparitions, and that's cold temperatures. Yeah, it could be something going on. Do you, do you think maybe is it so? Is it people? Like, is it spirits connecting themselves to objects? Like, what? What are you? Th- I know what I. I know what my opinion is, and it's a very biased but, opinion. I don't think there's any physical interaction with the, um, like with the physical world. But the, the I think that's the problem. But uh, uh, I disagree. So. Okay, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> as I'm really on. fucking patronizing. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I just like in the sense of like you can possess an object and like chuck a glass across the room, um, but like apparitions. I think you know how how people see um, like faces in like graveyards or whatever. My opinion is based on religion. Um, so it's a it's very biased, and it's always based off my own experience. So I would have, I would have said categorically a few years ago, no, ghosts do not exist. Um, in the Bible, it states uh, the wages of sin is death. When you die, there is nothing else. It, 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 you you there is nothing. You die. You lay in the ground. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Your body rots. You decompose until the time of resurrection, where you know Jesus calls them, calls everyone back from the, from the grave. Um, that being said. I do believe, well, I know there is uh, things going on, and I believe them to be demons. Not the embodiment of dead people, but demons masquerading as dead people to throw people off from religious pursuit. Yeah. So that is the function of a demon. It, it's not to make someone. It's not to make someone do something bad. It's just to throw doubt into your mind as to, to as to the existence of God. <laughs> so I'm not going to get into into preaching or anything here, but. Um, if a demon masqueraded as someone you loved and they came to you and pretended to be someone you knew, you would go, well, shit, there's more. There's, there's, there's life after death. And it can't, be, it can't be God because, you know, they're not in heaven. They're on the earth. They're, they're, they're just speaking to me, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So my religious beliefs are completely secondary. I'm not going to go into them here. My personal experience is... F- right. So... I, my family are predominantly Irish and they had a home where they all lived. My nan's 14 siblings all lived in this one house. Um, and they always said it was haunted. And my nan has stories of like uh, rocking chairs, like rocking on their own, things slamming. Their si- her siblings all had stories of like children standing at the end of their bed. Even cousins that didn't know it was haunted said it was haunted because they saw people walking around the house that weren't there. Or like children standing at the end of the bed or something. 
Now, I never took it seriously until I went to this house one time, and it was when it was just my uncle living in it. He owned it. He was the oldest child who inherited the house. And he was very old and infirmed, and he couldn't really... He lived in the kitchen living room, like the, the joined kitchen living room. He didn't go upstairs. He didn't leave that room. He lived there. He slept on the sofa. The rest of the house was pretty much empty. Like, no, no one went in it. There was no one to go in it. And he said, oh, go fetch me an umbrella from the other room. So I leave, I go into the other room, and I shut the door, and I see the umbrella in the umbrella stand. And as I'm walking towards it, no word of a lie, the entire room goes dark. It's the middle of the day, there's a massive window, and the sun just stops giving light completely. The room goes like like it's like you're in a thunderstorm, like it's gone completely dark. Not complete not pitch black, but like day's gone. Are you sure All, you weren't bro, just having bro, a vertigo? I promise you this. Every single sound in the room stopped. The clock ticking was the only thing that was still going. Every People literally outside the door talking stopped. The room went like night. And I was like, not like night, it just dimmed. It dimmed a lot to the point where you would normally turn a light on, you know? Mm. And I was like, what the fuck? And it went cold, like really, really cold. And I just felt all the blood leave my face. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? And it just felt like every single fiber of my being was like, you should not be here, leave. And so I grabbed the umbrella and as soon as I touched it, everything went back to normal. Literally like someone turned on a light, everything was back to normal. Mm. All the sounds resumed, the light was back. Like I blinked and I was like, okay, fuck this. I ran out of the room. I was like, nah, I am never going in that house again. Fuck, that was... Yeah, that was my personal experience. When I say ghosts don't exist, I'd be lying to myself. That experience scared the living shit out of me, and I've never yeah. forgotten it. it. Like the details of that are so. It's like I. It's like Stays I'm doing it, yeah. it right now. It's in the forefront Stays of my it, yeah. mind. So yeah. yeah. Well, if I've got something to add, mate. Uh, so I'm I'm in the same mindset. You obviously I'm a Christian, so I have a, a bias that I can't get rid of. But at the same time, so when you go to like uh, you know black magic or like demon cults and all that. They're quite often the most "quote unquote" haunted places where they do ritual stuff and even simple stuff or simple stuff uh, like you know card readings, palm readings, um, those crystal stuff. The largest preponderance of of hauntings are closely related to those practices, not necessarily battle sites where people yeah. die. Just because someone died doesn't equate to a haunting. That's actually quite rare. Um. Yeah. So, yeah. And I have a story as well, but the thing with this, there was witnesses, so it wasn't just one person who saw it, man. Yeah. My, my uncle went to a palm reader. Um, she was very shady into like some kind of a cult, and he was warned by his priest, his Catholic priest, not to do it, but he did it anyway. And so he had his palm read, and he felt a bit shit about it because it wasn't particularly good. And uh, the next day, he went to have his haircut, or within the week, he went to have his haircut, and uh, it was him and his barber in the shop. No one else at all. It was quiet, and uh, they was talking. There was a potted plant uh, close to like one of the bay windows at the front. Yeah. The potted plant lifted up because you could see it; it's mirrored. So you, the whole barbershop's mirrored. Yeah. They both saw it pick up and collapse. So wow. they saw it levitate and collapse on the floor, and wow. they both didn't say they didn't say a thing. They didn't. They looked at each other. What the fuck was that? And that carried on throughout his life until a few really? years until he actually got yeah. So he he actually got pictures of orbs following him and stuff like that. And this all no. changed when his house got blessed. And uh, things died down after that. So you think that was like uh, something attaching itself Attached, to him? Attached, an attachment, yeah. That's pretty spooky. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, as I said, in this house, this family house, like my uncle's wife used to hold seances in it and stuff. There you go, then. Which doesn't yeah. help. Yeah. Um, but I believe I have a sixth sense. I believe there's a family trait sixth sense. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> my grandmother is was was sorry she died um she was um very renowned for if she has a dream and she asks you about the dream have you say have you heard from this person bad news red flags contact that person immediately make sure they're okay because she used to have vivid like premonitions that would come true every single time she had them the most well-known one is she dreamt that her sister was standing over her in her bed saying i'm dead and she just said, right. like, I, I am dead. And, like, that is all she was doing, just standing over her. And then she woke up to the phone call telling her her sister had died. Wow. Which is fucked. And then for me, I dreamt about I was driving through a village near me. And I, I dreamt about a, a village, like, next to my house. And I dreamt about this tree. And mm. under the tree was this silver car. And I don't know why. I was just dreaming about it. And I was like, huh, cool. Next day, my mother goes, oh, there's a car for sale. Do you want to buy it? You've got your test coming up soon. Do you want to buy it now? I was like, okay, sure. And we're driving, and I see the tree, and I'm like, it's not that silver car there, is it, under that tree? She goes, yeah, how would you know that? I'm like, bro, no way. <laughs> <laughs> no Weird, way. Isn't it? Yeah, That's yeah. So I've got something to add on to this, actually. I've had many, many dozens, I would say, dreams that have then gone on to happen so sort of deja vu but like instead of from a memory from a dream uh, that have gone on to happen between like a month to many months later yeah and the most um vivid one i can remember um i think around september 2020 um it could be 21 i had a dream that uh so the, the important bit you need to know is i i had a dream I looked at my phone, I see I've got a notification on my phone about a final result of a football match. This was Manchester United versus Sheffield United. Um, Specifically, I think it was Man United at home. Mm. And I checked in the morning and saw, oh, this match is um, scheduled for November. So I put a bet on of that score. Yeah. And it was 3-3. And it was 3-3. And who the hell would have guessed that? Because the reason being, Sheffield United were fucking shit. There's no way in hell any sane person would have predicted reasonably 3-3. And this was three months prior. And it happened. Was that quite a vivid dream then? Very vivid, and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not the only example. I'm sure that's, all these that's things the have like rational explanations. Like maybe yeah. I saw the car on a drive once, and maybe it had a for sale win- sign on it. I didn't register, and maybe I dreamt about it. But it's like the timing mm. of these things are so weird. Like think of all the dreams you have that you don't remember that could have come true, or that you've had that haven't come true. You know, all these things that might have happened. But the fact is, like my grandmother had this thing, my mother had this thing, and I've had this thing. It's like, oh, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on with the human brain yeah. that people can't really comprehend. Yeah. So have so, you got your final rant? My final rant, because I do have to go. Yeah. 
I do too. 9-11 fucking happened, and it stopped going on about it like it was some fucking conspiracy theory. Okay, the gold was moved from underneath it. Maybe, okay, maybe the US government knew about it. In fact, that's probably likely. They did know, probably know about it. But what could they do to prevent it? They didn't know which plane was going to get hijacked. Anyway, they, they didn't have the surveillance like we do now. Anyway, the fact that people say, oh, the buildings came down under controlled demolition. Fucking horse shit. Right. I have studied architecture for nine years. I know a thing or two about how buildings work. When people say to me, oh, these buildings were brought down intentionally by controlled explosions, jet fuel can't melt steel beams, you are full of shit! Full of shit! <laughs> and this is my rant to end the fucking podcast, because anyone that's thinking, oh, 9-11's real, you're a twat. This is why. These, these are these fucking towers, right? They're built, they're put up, and believe it or not, they're quite structurally stable. Kind of need to be. They even had some protection to, uh, to prevent planes crashing into them due to the plane that struck the Empire State Building in the, 19th, in, in the 20th century. So they had this protection installed. Yes, that's true. However, these buildings were what's called top-hung frames. So the outside of this building was not structural. It did not hold up the building. The entire structure comes from the core of the building, and that's typical with most high-rise buildings. The entire structure is held up in the core, which is structurally stable, it has the lift shaft in it, and it has a protected fire escape. That core is then entirely coated in fire protection, which means that even if the building is on fire, people can still escape down that middle, and even if the outside collapses, that core is still going to stay intact. That is how buildings work. That is how engineering works. What engineering doesn't account for, it accounts for wind, you know, it accounts for tectonic movement, it accounts for quite a lot of things. What it doesn't account for is a fucking Boeing 737 traveling into it at thousands of at hundreds of miles an hour now one of these planes say it weighed a hundred tons and it was going at a hundred miles an hour mass plus velocity equals a lot of fucking weight so this hundred like ton plane now weighs a thousand tons going at that speed if it's going at a thousand miles an hour it weighs ten thousand tons it plows into the side of a fucking building that's only meant to support its weight going up or down, not side to side. It goes through the outer structure because it's made of shit. It's made of like steel, thin steel, just to hold up the floors. It plows through that. It punches into the fire escape, into the central core. The central core is built to withstand quite a lot of punishment, but not a fucking plane. <laughs> now, yes, it is fireproofed. However, there is evidence to say that the fire, the, the fireproofing was not on the steel beams. That is not for me to say. What is for me to say is when you light a fire inside a closed concrete area, it acts like a furnace. It gets hot. And steel, little fact check for you, steel is one of the most, if not the most, <laughs> elastic material on Earth. When it gets to about 200 to 300 degrees, it will warp back to its original forged, um, forged shape. So it doesn't need to get hot enough to melt, it just needs to get hot enough to warp. As soon as that warping occurs, that thousands of tons of weight being supported on top of that steel then goes down. It doesn't go side to side. I don't know why people think the building will fall over sideways. It goes fucking down. That's how gravity works. Gravity's real, the earth is round, and buildings go fucking down. So when all that weight goes onto steel beams that are no longer structurally supported, it goes... Damn. It's gone. Stop saying it was fucking fake. It's pissing me off. Wow. There you go. Um, go yeah. study architecture and then come back to me with a retort. <laughs> and you're, you're allowed to say that because that's what you do. That's my field of expertise. <laughs> yeah. I'm allowed to say that. 
And on that note, anyway. don't believe everything you hear online because people are full of shit and they will do anything to justify or misinform you. So, on that basis, thank you for listening to the podcast. We're three very informed individuals. We try our best. All our sources are... Mostly. They are sources. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they are one of the sources. Um, I, I read it somewhere. I wrote it down and I read it. And that's my source. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much for watching, guys. We do have a Spotify that is linked to this video. Uh, we have a Discord that you can join, and you can give some suggestions on what we can discuss in the next few podcasts. We've been your hosts, the Chris and Only, Bantamayne, and Diesel. Thank you very Hello. much for watching, fellas. Thank you very oh, much. Sorry. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. And, uh, Chris still hasn't paid me. Ah, fuck, yeah. <laughs> my bank, my bank account. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. See ya.